Where is your vibration right now? Could it be higher? There are so many factors affecting your vibrational energy. The outside, the words of others, our own self-doubts. It's time to raise your vibration and increase awareness. You've entered the Awareness Marketplace with your guide and host, Michael Daly. Life throws us a lot of curveballs, but we can face them and keep moving forward. Today's show will include your participation and some amazing guests. Now, here's Michael Daly. So good morning and welcome to uh, this edition of the Awareness Marketplace. And the topic this week, the, the name of the show this week is called Healing Happens in Present Time. And uh, basically, uh, many of us listening today uh, to this show are healers, uh, whether we are recognized healers by working in a job that pays us for being healers or whether we're just the type of person who uh, is very sympathetic and empathetic to others and gives a lot of uh, healing energy to others. We are uh, healers. Um, and uh, today we're going to be talking to a very well-established healer who works out of El Paso in Texas. Um, I actually went on the internet uh, earlier this week and I was just looking for some of the qualities of healers and then some of them I agreed with and I disagreed with. These are the things that I think um, are essential uh, qualities to being a successful and empowered healer. And the first quality I would say is remembering that you are a healer and actually remembering why you do the work you do. Um, you're not just doing it to make money or you're not just doing it um, the, of the sense of getting somebody uh, helped. You're actually doing it with the right intention uh, for the other person, having their best intention um, at heart. And I think that's one of the things that we have to remember. Another um, quality I was looking at is having, as a healer, having healthy detachment from the person you are healing. And uh, this actually is uh, something that is really important because if you work in a, you know, I work as a teacher, um, if you work as a nurse, if you work with the general public, you often find that your space um, at the end of the day is actually not as good as it started out. And maybe some of the other people who you've helped and healed are doing a lot better. So it's really, really important that you're able to make some separation um, from the people you're healing. The other um, quality is um, awareness, awareness of the person that you're healing and having awareness of what their needs are and uh, updating that awareness on a kind of a, on a daily basis, on a, on a minute-to-minute basis, because their um, needs, um, probably as a healer, as a healy, um, ex- excuse me, change. And then the final one that I find that's uh, really essential for many of us in a healing tradition is taking care of yourself and uh, really maintaining your own health, your own your own space, your own um, qualities about yourself. Because you know if you don't look after yourself, you really cannot heal anybody else. So my, my guest today then is um, somebody who is an established healer and he works out of El Paso in Texas. Let me just give you a little brief on his um, bio. It says Reverend Jose Baron began his training as a child. 
when his grandmother exposed him to different kinds of alternative healers and medicine for her many health concerns. As a young boy, he was also able to witness spirits coming around him and telepath with them. Later in his life, he joined the Southern California Psychic Institute, where he would perfect how to read a person's aura and heal auras and chakras. Reverend Baron continued his education in the Hypnosis Motivation Institute and graduated as a hypnotherapist there. He has learned how to help the consciousness and the subconscious mind overcome fears, phobias, mental blocks, and help people reach their creative and personal goals. Under the guidance of the enlightened spiritual master, Maharaji, uh, Jose was granted full priest in the Maharaji um, esoteric Buddhist tradition. Reverend Baron is co-founder of the Meditation Studio, which is located in El Paso, Texas. Here people learn how to meditate, overcome obstacles and reach personal goals and uh, it was my great pleasure to welcome Jose uh, Baron Reverend Jose Baron to the show this morning good, good morning Jose Hi Mike I'm so good happy mo- to be here uh, with you thank you for your introduction by the way it's good to hear your voice mm-hmm. and to say hello to your audience so hello yes. everyone out there from El Paso yes. Texas Yes, we actually uh, go back uh, many, many years, uh, myself and my guest this morning. Um, but uh, we, we'll stick to the spiritual. <laughs> we'll stick to the spiritual adventures that we um, actually have. So, Jose, um, I was just reading there um, as a as a boy growing up. When was it that you were um, that you knew that you were going to be a healer or that you were sensitive to energies and? Um, could could help other people. That didn't happen until much much later. Probably around the time that I was studying at the uh, Southern California Psychic Institute is when I really got the impulse to learn these techniques and to begin to apply them on other people. But I I was still not sure. You know, I was still sort of investigating and just experimenting. You see, uh, you 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 ask the questions. When, you know, when was it that I became sensitive to energies? Obviously, that, that happened very young. But the mm-hmm. impulse to help others—it just was sort of gradual. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't like an epiphany. It wasn't like a light bulb went on you know, in my head, and all of a sudden I just knew. It was more like easing into this uh, sort of line of work, per se. You know, that's so funny you say that because I always, I work with teens and, you know, we, we, we often question them like, so, so what are you going to do when you grow up? What are you going to do? And really, we don't know until our life opens up. We, we only know enough that's good for us. <laughs> we don't know till our life opens up. And uh, so I'm just looking at, you know, you work with people um, in emotional healings. Can you, can you talk about the importance of having a balanced emotional state and what exactly you do um, in an emotional healing? Yes, that's a very big subject, emotions, uh, for me anyways, because I do a lot of emotional uh, healing. Uh, I guide a lot of my clients through emotions to balance their emotions. To me, uh, it is the most important aspect of therapy is the emotional therapy. Okay, because mm-hmm. I believe that uh, a human being's suffering is mostly emotional, you see. So I do guide my clients through uh, a lot of emotional uh, therapy in different ways. 
However, I do believe that change begins in your mind. You, you do have to guide a client to begin to change their perception. Right. And I do right. different, different therapies there, you see. Cognitive or uh, conscious therapy and subconscious. And obviously we're talking about hypnotherapy there at the subconscious level. Right, and we'll get a little bit into that later on in the show. So, so with a person's emotions, so say, um, I, and I've been monitoring this just this week, actually, is the amount of anger that sort of flows in with people, you know, where you'll see one person honk their, their horn at the, the next car, and then the next car gets a little bit upset, and they, they re-answer back. When a person comes to you with a lot of anger, Jose, what do you actually uh, do to a person who maybe... Um, has anger since they were born, <laughs> you know, anger against their parent, anger against some situation that is long formed in, in their life and it's actually burning out of control. And the very first thing that, uh, that I have to do in order to deal with emotions, and this is a sort of paradox, is that you have to change how the person perceives situations that cause them anger. In other words, you have to begin with the way they perceive. You have to begin in their mind. You have to begin to change their mind about stuff, about situations, and then proceed to the emotional therapy. But unless you change the mind of a client or uh, guide them to change the way they perceive situations, you will only get so far, you see. So you have to guide them to perceive situations in a different way. And how difficult is that sometimes? I mean, you'll have people who really feel that they have been done to and that bad things have been probably have actually experienced um, traumas, really bad things have happened to them. How can you convince them that they, and this is what I look at, that they in a way were co-creators of this to, um, to get themselves on their spiritual path in some way? Uh, it is a process. Sometimes it happens very quickly, and sometimes it takes time. Every client is uh, an individual, and mm-hmm. everyone comes in a different state of being with a, a different perspective on things. I get very lucky with my clients in uh, the following way. The way that I, let's say, I market myself or the way that I put myself out there is through hypnotherapy. In other words, people are curious about hypnosis, and most people who are curious about hypnosis and they are actually willing to try hypnosis are people who have tried a lot of stuff and they haven't gotten results. So as you can see, I get a lot of people who, who are really ready to change. They've tried everything and this is sort of like their last resort. Somebody who may be able to to do something uh, for them through this last thing, which is hypnosis, which most people have have a negative idea about or, or some myths about hypnosis. And so they come to me oftentimes, more often than not, ready to change. They are ready to accept a new way of looking at things and they're ready to uh, confront what's going on with them. So in that uh, way, uh, oftentimes it is easy to talk, to just simply talk to clients mm-hmm. and have them unload and have them in, and introduce them to new ideas, to new perception. And actually oftentimes what happens is the client comes already very emotional. 
and right. just the the fact that the, that I have a safe space for them to to express themselves, um, and then I guide them to pay attention to their to their emotions, and I do emotional therapy with them. It's almost an automatic process, but not always, because everyone comes in from a different perspective, and some people right. are actually not ready to make those big changes. They haven't really gotten to that point of uh, rock bottom, you see. Some right. people actually come just from a curiosity point of view. You know, it's like they're feeling bad, but they want to try something different, something alternative. Uh, so that brings up a, a, an, an excellent point to talk about, which is the fact that most people, to make a big catharsis, a big change in life, they will have to wait until they, they hit rock bottom, until things cannot get any worse. And then right. that's when a person is primed for change. Excellent. And, and, and actually, we're going we're gonna to really get on this subject. Um, we're going to take a little break right now. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about the hypnotherapy process and actually looking at hitting rock bottom and actually what we see that, what do you see that that actually means um, to them and the spirit. So you're on the Awareness Marketplace and we look forward to you uh, coming back to join us very soon. Visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Sometimes in the busyness of daily living, we can forget who we truly are as spiritual beings with intent and purpose fueling our goals and dreams. Remembering begins with navigating belief structures, family or cultural expectations and history so we can find our way. Listen in to Timeshare. With host Marie Jackson, Marie and her regular contributors discuss life's questions, challenges, obstacles, and rewards, all bringing us to the spirit of who we are. Timeshare with Marie Jackson can be heard live every Thursday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave. Sit back, relax, breathe, reconnect to the still, small voice within. Take the time to make a weekly visit to the Sounds of the Heart with host Sandy Goldstone. This unique program will help you cultivate and strengthen your heart's connection and feel love, beauty, and joy. You don't need to fear or suffer. Heed the call. Say yes to living from the heart's truth. Tune in live every Tuesday at 5 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Join the evolving consciousness of humanity. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are tuned in to the Awareness Marketplace. To reach Michael Daly or today's guest, please call into our program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to awarenessmarketplace at gmail.com. 
Now, back to this week's show. So welcome back to the Awareness Marketplace, where my special guest today is the Reverend Jose Baron. And uh, um, we're going to open up the lines at the end of the show if anyone wants to call in um, and speak to us about um, any issues please do so. Um, you, you can reach us from the advertised number. And Jose, before we actually broke, um, we were talking about hitting rock bottom. And um, really, when you look at a person who hits rock bottom, it, it's f- from my perspective, what I call a wake-up call. <laughs> um, how do you explain or can you uh, show that to the person you're working with that in fact, what the negative in their life could be a positive in it being like an alarm clock wakening them up. You you don't do that with them. Um, my clients uh, usually come in a crisis or they've been feeling like that for a while. Uh, sometimes it's a recent event, but oftentimes it's an accumulation of, of events or an event that has happened to them in childhood. They, they just never got over it. Right. Or they've been trying to get over it and they haven't been able to. Mm-hmm. And, you, and you don't introduce that concept to them right away because it's really not important mm-hmm. to them. It is important in hindsight. It is important to make them aware after they have started to feel better to introduce the concept of they are the co-creator. They're, it's a great opportunity for growth. Uh, it is more for the person who is interested and is constantly pursuing um, self-development to understand what that means and to begin to, to view that. Um, but at some point, yeah, I do introduce them maybe on the second session or a third session, I will introduce a client to the concept of, um, this is a great opportunity. You are ready to make a change. Life has been trying to, to teach you something. And, it, it varies for a lot of people. It varies in different ways. Okay? Right. So sometimes I may say something like, um, what have you been telling yourself? And mm-hmm. then go from there to something like, what, what do you think you can learn from that? Right. But the right. thing is that most people who are stuck, they don't know. They don't see that. Right. First, you have to you have to introduce a different way of looking at their situation. And oftentimes, that's not enough. Mm-hmm. Actually, most of the time, it is not enough. You have to guide them to pay attention to, to deeper, to a deeper place, to the emotionals, uh, emotional baggage that they've been carrying, the, the, the emotional uh, place where they're stuck, the yes. emotional therapy portion of, of their process, you see. Do you see many of the issues, um, Jose, do you see many of the issues that a person um, has in their life attributed back to their childhood, maybe back to their um, the energy or the interactions with their parents? Um, do you actually see that, uh, that many of us, because I know from Freud to Myself, um, I actually look at a person's energy and I say, well, there's a lot that as a sensitive spirit, when you come into the body, you actually pick up a lot of things. And if they're not very nice, um, it can take a while to actually um, work with them. So do you see uh, issues 
uh, a lot of it connected to childhood issues? Yes, a lot. Actually, a lot of my clients come with um, issues from childhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, just life situations that have happened to them from childhood, but not just childhood. Like I get a lot of people that um, have been getting into uh, dysfunctional relationships, for instance. I mm-hmm. see a lot of that. I see a lot of uh, childhood issues and dysfunctional relationships uh, recent uh, or a pattern of those. You exactly. see? So things that happen in this lifetime in situations that have caused them uh, yes. to feel uh, negative. Yes, because I, I, you know, I often work with relationship issues as well, and you, you'll see somebody who's suffered you know, a really difficult divorce, and you, you, you kind of notice then, well, maybe I look at the energy of the mother um, to that person, and I ask them just off, offhand, is it, did your parents have a bad divorce? And I would say there's a, <laughs> there's a high correlation between a person, you know, the energy that they that they're using, the um, information they're using is, is garnered for often from their early childhood. And so they just replicate the same um, issue that has happened in the family. Um, so talk us through what happens to in a, in a regression, um, because I, I mean, I absolutely know very little about regression. And I, I think our listeners are, are, would like to know what happens when I go to you and I have an issue of loss or fear or, or phobias or something. And you, how would you talk me through? How would you get me to relax enough and to um, get to my unconscious mind? Well, it sounds like if uh, like you're asking me about hypnosis, the <laughs> yes. hypnosis technique of regression. Yes. Uh, well, number one, um, to tell you a little bit about hypnosis, hypnosis is simply our ability to absorb information and to allow that information to affect us. So the same thing happens. So there's some techniques to, to get a person to go into an, an alternate state of awareness and from that point to guide them backwards in time. Believe it or not, most of the time, it doesn't happen in a traditional hypnosis way because everyone has different uh, suggestibility, uh, okay. the ability to absorb information. Everyone has different levels. And so sometimes you get someone who is very suggestible and they act out what in their mind should happen when you go into hypnosis. And right. sometimes someone doesn't have that concept of hypnosis, has a more relaxed attitude towards hypnosis and they don't automatically go into that deep what we call sometimes trance and sometimes someone will have no idea what the hypnosis is and will not go into that deep state of uh, sometimes we call it focused attention or relaxation at all so however hypnosis uh, works all the same there's a thing called waking hypnosis so Hypnosis has nothing to do with closing your eyes and relaxation. So, for instance, in, in, in your question, which is uh, to tell you about regression, regression can happen uh, spontaneously without even trying to apply a technique of right. hypnosis. I can sit right. someone down in, a, in my comfortable recliner, mm-hmm. have them close their eyes, uh, touch their forehead, and simply give them the uh, suggestion, uh, go ahead and, uh, and go back to the event. Mm-hmm. And depends on how suggestible they are, they can just simply go to that event. And according to their own suggestibility, they can literally 
feel as if they went into a trance and feel as if they are literally re-experiencing it, as if it was happening all over again, uh, or a variation of that all the way up to as if I'm just talking to you right now and you begin to tell me something about your past. Right. You see. Right. Right. It is all the same thing. It is basically having someone just face that and it doesn't really matter if they're into a deep state of hypnosis or into a very light state of suggestibility or if I'm just talking to them to remember, you know, guiding them to remember. It's all the same. Regression is all the same as long as you get the result that you want, which is someone will overcome their situation, will face their emotions, will face what they perceive, and you guide them to change that, whether it's in a deep state or in a light state or whether you're just talking to them, you see. So it's all regression to me. There is no difference. Right, right. And and, and um, as you're talking about that, I'm just realizing I, I go into regressions myself every every day sometimes because I'm thinking about issues from the past and maybe I'm, I'm, I'm trying to process them in my mind. But in your case, um, do your, are the people who come in to, your, to get your um, hypnotherapy, are they aware of what they're afraid of or does it, is it conscious with them or is it just, do you often get really uh, wild results when you start probing into what um, is really bothering them? Um, they just know that they're experiencing discomfort oftentimes. And mm-hmm. then I have to, uh, according to my experience, explain to them begin to already at the very beginning guide them to, to observe what I perceive is going on with them, you see. Right. Um, you mentioned the uh, very specifically fear in them. Yes. Some, to see if someone already knows what they're afraid of. Mm-hmm. Is most people have an idea. Most people have an idea what they're afraid of. Right. If you have no idea, if you experience some type of fear of, let's say, uh, heights, mm-hmm. and you don't know how that started, then we call that a phobia. It's an irrational fear. You, you, you have no clue how it began. You have no clue when it started. It just, all of a sudden, you realize you have this, this fear, an irrational fear. It's a phobia. But most people don't come with phobias. Most people do have fear, but they know they have some idea. Right. And then I make them very aware of where that's coming from. I begin to talk to them, they begin to tell me, and then it just comes up. It it naturally just begins to come up. So as as they're talking to you, they're releasing all this stuff, they're they're starting to remember? Because I I know I have a fear, I'll tell you right now, I'll I'll get a free session from you on the line, on the air. Um, I have a fear um, when I'm flying, when we get into turbulence, even a little bit of turbulence, I... A part of my, me just kind of really um, freezes. I get sick. I hold a chair. I, I close my eyes. And I, I'm thinking, you know, I've flown many, many, many flights. And um, I don't know where that began. But it did happen somewhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so with you, just by telling me that, obviously... In my mind, not in the in not when I'm talking to the client, but in my mind, I automatically I'm checking my experiences with clients with fears and phobias, and okay. I am checking automatically all of my personal experiences with fears, and I'm checking all of my intellect 
uh, knowledge about techniques that I have accumulated and the experience that I have with those techniques. And I already know then that there's different uh, options for you, different possibilities as to things that are happening with you. Right. One thing that could be literally happening with you is that you are afraid of uh, crashing. I mean, I don't know. I yes. have to keep talking to you. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> yes, I am. To the well, ex- of airplanes crashing. Uh-huh. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It could be a fear of heights. I mean, I don't know. I haven't gotten enough information from you. Right. I know. I, I, I'm kidding. And you're, you're hitting really close because I'll tell you what the fear is. The fear is of drowning. And usually I'm flying over an ocean and I'm really, really conscious. I, and I, I have in my own mind, well, if I, if I die by hitting the ground, that's great. But if I die by hitting the water, that's not great. <laughs> so that's just my, <laughs> so there you go. That's just, it's really like an investigative process, uh-huh. but it happens very quickly because right. there is a part of us that accesses, accesses all of this information automatically, almost instantaneously. As a therapist, you're accessing all of your experiences with techniques, with other clients, with things you've learned, things you've read, possibilities begin to come up, and then, and then you ask questions, the client answers, and you're sort of narrowing in on your approach. Really, it's like an automatic, an automatic thing. You, you, you think that you're in charge of the session, but in reality, it's just sort of happening. It's like an interaction with someone. Does that make sense? Excellent. Yes, it does. And um, we're coming up here on another break. And uh, when we come back, uh, we're going to talk about being kind of mindful. And actually, I have a, other, a whole lot of issues talking about my sleeping and about being mindful and, and being conscious in our daily lives and how that helps. Um, and I know you practice that a lot. And then we're going to have um, a meditation from you to end off the show. So we'll be right back after the break. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. The divine masters and angels of love and light are here to assist you on your life's journey. Brigitte Boyer channels St. Germain and other masters and angels every week on the power of transformation, pathway to enlightenment. Each transformation can be frightening and uncomfortable, but it doesn't have to be done alone. Receive loving support to help you remain balanced and at peace. Tune in every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Spoiler alert, a space of being may cause spontaneous laughter, extra money, ease, joy, magic showing up in your life, and outrageously orgasmic moments. Join Grace Hart live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel, where she combines her psychic abilities and the tools of access consciousness to assist you to create a totally different reality and transform your personal and professional life, including relationships and finance. I wonder what magical possibilities await you at a space of being. The 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network.
You are tuned in to the Awareness Marketplace. To reach Michael Daly or today's guest, please call into our program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to awarenessmarketplace at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's show. And welcome back to the Awareness Marketplace, where our guest today is Reverend Jose Baron. And Jose, just before we were uh, we left, um, we were talking about a variety of issues um, and emotions. Is there anything that you want to add there? Because I, I think the break kind of interrupted us. Um, you know, Mike, um, the most important thing in the type of therapy that I apply is the concept that a human being has the ability to change. Mm-hmm. We are, you know, this is, this is an ability that's built into each one of us, the ability to change. And to change or to practice personal change, which a lot of your listeners do, they're into it, they, they want to learn more about it. The, the one thing that I would like them to remember is that they do have the ability to change. It's built into them. And to change anything, whether it's yourself or anything in life, a situation, you have to observe yourself if, if that's what you're trying to improve or change. Uh, if it's a situation outside of yourself, then you have to observe the situation. In other words, you have to get to know the situation or yourself. If you want to become more efficient at personal change, that just means, to me, it just means you have to spend more time getting to know yourself, okay? Yes. And where am I going with this? I'm going with this with, uh, there's a phrase out there. I'm sure you've, you've, you've heard this phrase, and the phrase is, know thyself, mm-hmm. okay? I'm sure you've, you've heard this, and a lot of people have, and this is the only way that we have to guide us through personal changes, to know yourself, to pay attention to yourself, to become more aware of yourself, which also means to be more mindful of yourself. And in certain circles, they call this develop consciousness, become more conscious of your methods, your method of thinking, your method, your emotional reactions, your patterns, your behavior patterns. Um, this is really the only way that you are going to be able to become more efficient at personal change. You have to know yourself. That right. means you have to pay a lot of attention. To so would you suggest to people to writing help. down things they start to know about themselves? They keep a journal? They, um, I, I mean, Keeping finding... A journal is one of the ways uh, mm-hmm. that are very common uh, out there which it helps because it makes you completely aware of how you feel, what, how you think, uh, y- your behavior. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a reverend, and I'm a Buddhist uh, reverend now. I'm a Mahasriya Buddhist reverend. And we practice the concept of developing consciousness, which in some circles now it's very common to hear the word mindfulness. So we practice mm-hmm. a lot of consciousness meditations or mindfulness meditations and we do have a tool a very specific tool that uh, that we utilize in order to get to know ourselves more and that is the uh, some people call it the masks of the ego 
or mm-hmm. observing your ego or getting to know your ego, which simply means to pay attention to yourself. That's all it really means. But there's a specific way of, um, of addressing it, you see. And there's different techniques out there. They're yes. everywhere. But the point is you have to pay attention to yourself from a different perspective than what you are used to. You are mm-hmm. used to observing yourself and your situations through mainly your human mind by your your conditioning of how you're looking, how mm-hmm. you are uh, used to perceiving your situations. But you have to go higher than that. You have to go higher than your regular uh, mundane human uh, ego mind. You have to go higher than that. And I know that uh, you uh, personally practice mindfulness meditation. I mm-hmm. myself practice consciousness meditation, mm-hmm. which simply means that you pay attention from a more objective or neutral uh, place in your consciousness, in your mind, uh, from that aspect of you that has the ability to observe objectively. You know, mindfulness and consciousness are terms that are very uh, linked to spirituality. Uh, but the reality is that the practice of mindfulness and consciousness is actually very scientific. The scientific method requires that you simply observe objectively what is going on, what something is or appears to be, uh, and you begin to take it apart. That's very scientific. And the reality is that mindfulness meditation or consciousness meditation is the same thing. You simply begin to observe objectively what simply is, what simply is going on with you physically emotionally and mentally you see right and and, and it's it's interesting it's interesting i'm I'm listening and i'm just listening and i'm it's interesting because many of us in society of okay we'll use meditation process as a way of dealing with but for me i i'm actually looking at it using meditation process as a way of creating uh, a way of creating being able to self-heal a way of creating um you know, brand new things and a way of creating and knowing what our spiritual path is um, rather than, and, and it is a great place to, you know, sit down and quiet yourself after you've had a, a difficult experience, but it's also a way of um, creating and allowing your true essence just to create. I'm glad that you use that word create, Mike, because I agree mm-hmm. 100% with you. And this mm-hmm. is the reason why I agree with you. Your Consciousness is really a part. In other words, this part of you that can simply observe is a part of your soul. Okay? It's above your mind and it has the ability to guide your human mind. Okay? Now, I want you to think about this. Your soul consciousness has some qualities, very nice qualities, too, that mm-hmm. I want to bring up. One is creativity, okay? And the other one is order. The reason why your soul consciousness has these two qualities is because your soul consciousness was made from 
divine consciousness, from mm-hmm. God consciousness. Now, I want you to uh, observe this. God consciousness, or whatever your concept of God is, if you believe in God, God created everything, all right? So that means that God consciousness has an infinite amount of creativity if, in fact, God created everything. Not only that, we know, scientifically we know, uh, spirituality, in spirituality and even in, in religiously, we know that God put everything in order. You look at nature and everything is working in order. There's an infinite amount of order. So not only did this God consciousness create everything, but it put everything in some kind of order. All right, so this God consciousness created your soul consciousness, therefore, it has the same qualities. So the more conscious or mindful that you, uh, mindfulness that you infuse into everything that you do, what you're really doing is you're infusing these qualities, and it can guide your, your human mind to be very creative in resolving its suffering. And it can guide your human mind to put things in order in your life. You see, right. so that's what people experience when they, when they practice mindfulness meditation. When you practice mm-hmm. consciousness meditation and, and all you're doing is sitting there just observing, the only thing that's happening is that this consciousness is doing everything for you. You don't even have to do anything. Your human mind has to do nothing. This right. happens automatically. You see, so simple, isn't it? And order flowing to your human uh, aspects, and it just begins to put everything in order within yourself. Yes, and I, I love as you speak, Jose. I'm reminded of the you know the effort that we're 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 kind of ingrained in the effort is good, and you know on a on a spiritual level, effort is, is your is not good. <laughs> if you're trying things in effort, uh, it doesn't really work as well in the spiritual world when you. When you get to the state that you're talking about, it's when you're really are creating and really in, in, in good shape. Um, I'm going to have you, when we come back, if you won't mind, uh, lead us, uh, lead, end the show today with um, a meditation um, that you would do. I know you um, meditate from the Meditation Center in El Paso, so I'm going to have you uh, lead us, if you don't mind, on a kind of mindful, uh, conscious, um, being in present time and we won't have lots of time, so we'll have to do <laughs> There is no time, no space, but there is on this show. Um, so we're going to break uh, right now. And then when we come back, we'll, we'll have you uh, kind of lead us uh, in a mindful meditation. Absolutely. And I'll, I'll, uh, I'll make sure to give uh, your listeners my information as well. If, if, oh, sure, I sure will. Sure will. We'll, we'll, we'll do that when, we, when you come back. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. The divine lives within every one of us. Some people just need help unlocking it. Once you understand your own shadow self, you can begin to take steps to say goodbye to remorse, guilt, and shame. Then, own up to living your life with great delight. Listen for Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting with host Jim Stacy. For 15 years, Jim has studied the Aramaic language, the non-religious language of Yeshua, 
And through that language, you can learn how to choose the life you want to live and live above smallness and the victim. Tune in every Tuesday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on 7th Wave. Being Here with Ariel and Shia Kane is an ordinary person's guide to modern-day enlightenment. This show is an exciting exploration which opens the door to living in the moment. Don't miss Being Here. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern with Ariel and Shia Kane, right here on the 7th Wave Network. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are tuned in to the Awareness Marketplace. To reach Michael Daly or today's guest, please call into our program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to awarenessmarketplace at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's show. And welcome back to the Awareness Marketplace, where our special guest today is Reverend Jose Baron. And Jose, I know you operate out of El Paso, Texas. If there's somebody listening to the show who would like to contact you, and the unique, unique thing about you, Jose, is I know that you have many, many different ways of helping a person, whether it be a spiritual hello, a reading, um, you have a unique set of tools that you've been building up throughout the year. So you'll get, um, how do you decide actually what to use on a different person before we give your information? How do you decide, oh, I'll give this person a healing. I'll give this person um, some um, hypnotherapy. I'll give this person a Reiki session. I know you're, you're masters of all those things. So how do you decide on an individual? Well, sometimes a client will simply request a specific thing. Okay. And that's really all they're interested in. And if they are not doing that, then I will decide by what develops in the initial interview, in the initial uh, consultation. And as they tell me their issues and what they're experiencing, what they're feeling, I'll be already making an evaluation and seeing what is the best way to help this person. Is it it that they need more cognitive uh, type of counseling right away? Or do I just need to put them uh, in the chair right away and, and do some motivational hypnosis? Mm-hmm. You know, I'll decide that as, as the initial consultation happens. Right. And um, so you work out of El Paso, Texas. If there's somebody listening who doesn't live in El Paso, Texas, are you accessible through Skype or uh, the Internet? Uh, well, definitely. Well, the, the very first uh, way that they can uh, reach me is through my uh, my telephone number. And even though it has an El Paso area code, and as you know, we're really just global now. Mm-hmm. So from anywhere in the country, of course, you can easily reach me. And the area code is 915-329-1822. Okay, so that's one way, of course. You can always email me if you have a question or a comment. And my um, email address is rev, as in Victor, R-E-V, J-L-B, as in boy, at Gmail. Okay? So there's a couple of ways that you can contact me. I do have a, a website, 
that you can check out. And uh, my website has a Spanish name. You know, I am bilingual. I am Mexican, mm-hmm. and I am mm-hmm. bilingual. And I, in El Paso, it's eighty uh, percent Spanish speakers. So my website right. is in Spanish. It's alternativa. It's uh, alternative with an A instead of an E at the end. Uh, naturista, which is like nature. Uh, and instead of an E at the end, you put I-S-T-A, alternativa naturista.com. So that's my website. Yeah. And of course, you can always check me out in Facebook. That's right. uh, very you- present there. You have a meditation clinic um, that you have um, right now, the meditation studio. Um, you want to talk a little bit about that? And you're going to, if you don't, don't mind, Definitely. if you, you lead us on a little, um, oh, no, I no, guess no, it's no. going to be about seven minute meditation before we end. Before we, but uh, that's, we just, that's just enough time to, uh, uh-huh. to, to at least give you the gist of it. But, anyways, right. yes, I am in, in Facebook under the meditation studio and also under hypnosis motivation success okay so uh, that's a couple ways you can contact me now as far as meditation i I want to do something uh, a little bit different sure and that is uh, number one i'll I'll introduce a concept first and then i'll guide you and that is the concept of positive thinking okay positive thinking um, doesn't happen automatically it requires work okay uh, and as you develop positive thinking, um, you will inevitably develop uh, two, two virtues, two qualities to yourself. And that is the quality of faith and the quality of hope. Okay, so this little meditation is all about uh, positive thinking, which is at the same time about faith and hope. Uh, and it's very simple, very simple meditation. So just, uh, you know, to your listeners, if you are able to, not if you're driving, of course, but if you're able to, uh, just simply close your eyes and, you know, relax your body, close your eyes, pay attention to your breathing, breathe into your abdomen, relaxed. And I want you to simply repeat this concept in your mind, whether out loud or simply in your mind. And the concept is feet on the ground, mind in heaven, my feet on the ground, mind in heaven. And you just continue to do that, repeating within yourself, feet on the ground, mind in heaven, and you add to that some ideas of what that means. Feet on the ground really means to not deny that all kinds of things happen in the world. Everything happens in the world. And you simply accept all kinds of things happen. Feet on the ground. Mind in heaven. I choose to have a positive attitude. I choose to have a positive perception. I choose to practice positive thinking. I choose to expect better things in my life. Mind in heaven. Feet on the ground. You are practicing faith. Faith is simply a positive attitude, positive thinking about what is, what simply is happening. 
how things really are right now without denial, without um, any embellishment, simply things in a simple way. Simplicity, in other words. Faith, feet on the ground, mind in heaven. That's hope. Your positive thinking applied to what may come, to what will come. Feet, my feet on the ground, my mind in heaven. Because oftentimes what happens is that a, a person who has a negative perception uh, and is used to having a negative mind will try out positive affirmation, mm-hmm. positive mind, positive thinking. And then all of a sudden, things just continue to happen how they usually happen for them, mm-hmm. which is in a negative way. And they will say, well, this stuff doesn't work. You know, you have to keep your feet on the ground and know some type of possibility of a thing going one way, a situation turning out one way or turning out another way. You don't go blind about it. However, you keep your mind in heaven. You choose positive thinking, even when a situation turns out different than what you wanted, than what you expected. Feet, my feet on the ground. I accept, I have faith. Even if things turn out different than what I wanted, I still keep my mind in heaven. I still allow this consciousness, this mindfulness to guide me, to access that ability to put everything in order. That creativity kicks in. Thank you, Jose, uh, for sharing that. I think that's a great way to end the show, Feet on the Ground, Mind on Heaven. It's, it's, a, it's a great um, uh, way of kind of focusing for the, uh, until we have the next show. Um, I just want to leave us today with a, a little quote, uh, which kind of backs up what you, exactly what you were talking about, Jose, and it's from one of my favorite books. It's from As a Man Think It which is a very old, small little book Love right now. Book, but it, by the way. it says, uh, a, a man is literally what he thinks, his character being the complete sum of all his thoughts. So um, with that, we'll leave it. And I do thank you very much, Jose, for coming on the show today. And I thank, thank everybody you, for listening. And um, I look forward to seeing you again next week where our topic is going to be feng shui. Thanks for joining us for the Awareness Marketplace. Michael Daly will be here next weekend with another great guest. Tune in every Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. We hope you'll enjoy the coming week.